if I were named Colin, yeah, and uh-huh. I were an electrician, my business mm-hmm. card could say Colin, comma, an electrician. Colin and then, uh, electrician. And when people are like Colin electrician, that's me. It's that's me. Oh, that'd be good. TV. Well, I mean, it doesn't even have to be. Uh, yeah, I mean, you could probably work that name into some other things. Yeah, imagine if your name was Colin Ambulance. It's got to be, yeah, yeah Colin, Colin Ambulance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot of uh, utilities professionals that you uh, that uh, the the the, uh, the profession name of which begins with a vowel. So yeah, not so many. A Colin air conditioning specialist. Colin optometrist. There's yeah, uh, an optometrist. One of them uh, industry financial dudes, Colin Sebastian. Um, yeah. I don't remember why, but I once sent a badly photoshopped picture of someone calling Sebastian from the Little Mermaid on the phone to him. Yeah. If you're listening, call in in Sebastian. By the power of Skelly, this is Insert Credit, the relentlessly on-topic video game talk show where every topic must reach a consensus within six minutes or the panel will be held in contempt of podcast. I'm Alex Jaffe, and the last time I was injured playing a video game was this week when I got a huge blister on my thumb playing Hades on the Nintendo Switch as recommended to me in last week's episode. I don't remember recommending that you get a blister. That's my joke. Oh, Kaboombo. Good, good joke. Um, Here's here's my non-joke. My name is Frank Zafaldi, and I am proud to say that I have never once in my life been injured playing a video game. Wow. Oh, spectacular. That's pretty good. Oh, spectacular. My name is... uh, 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 My name is Tim Rogers. And the last time I was injured playing a video game, let me tell you something. You reach a certain point in a in a man's life, and uh, basically the definition of injured broadens. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I you do. You know what I'm talking about? You all know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. So, um, I, I I I was for a time playing a different video game every day for a period of three years uh, for a job that was uh, sounded on paper like a like a baby boy's dream and turned out to be a big boy's nightmare. And uh uh. <laughs> one of those games caused me to just hurt my neck. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Just like leaning, leaning too far forward in an in- inadequate chair. They used to call it Nintendo neck. My dad called Nintendo, it that. N- Nintendo deck. Yeah. Um, Nintendo. Yeah. So I ended up getting my neck cricked and uh, the uh, popping popcorn tingly fingers for many weeks because uh, something about my posture, one of those days that week in which I played five games, any of which could be the culprit. Uh, resulted in me having just horribly like I could not feel my fingers. But if you had to guess, which one did it? It was probably God darn Fortnite. There you <laughs> go. Uh, I'm Brandon Sheffield, and the last time I injured myself playing a video game, it's hard to hard to pin down. I definitely have done the blister thing a lot of times with that Garoden break blow or Garoden fister twist. Fister game. twister blister. Hey, <laughs> absolutely. Because <laughs> uh, I. Man, when you get into it with that game, it's it's like you're really trying. It, it gets frantic trying to trying to make those big hulking characters do things. <clears throat> and uh, I I always play it after a rousing ses- session of Oscar 120 percent limited on the Saturn, uh-huh. which uh, which I get too into and chew up my finger on that first, and then I I get into that. Well, you got to give 120 percent. That's right. But I remember there was some game where I gave myself like that claw hand problem where you got like. A, it feels kind of like RSI, repetitive stress injury. Yeah. But 
but it's from just like claw handing a racing game or something, but I can't remember which one it was. I got close when I was playing too much Ridge Racer 6 the other day. God, <laughs> um, love that game. Yeah, but... Uh, I just want to go ahead and put a PSA out to all the game huggers in the audience. My new word, game huggers. Do you like one it? One word? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, good word. That's what we're going to use. We're going to use that from now on. It's the official insert credit. I like it better than likers. Yeah, game huggers. All the game huggers in the audience. You know what the last game was to injure you? It was every video game you ever played because RSI is god darn R-E-A-L. Okay? Wow. Like, uh, uh, you, like, ergonomics are no god darn joke. And I don't want to sound like an old man attempting in vain to educate the younger generation because I've noticed that doesn't work. Instead, I want to talk to you like a real person. And say, God darn ergonomics, man. Get yourself a good chair. Get a beanbag to put under your mouse wrist. Get a wrist rest to put on your keyboard. Lower your monitor all the way down, for God's sake. Don't put your monitor up. Adjust your chair so that the monitor is under the the bottom of your eyes. Feet flat on the floor. Have your chair at the right height. You need good stuff. Because once stuff starts to hurt, it's way too late to fix it. Okay, that's my. What, that's what my are you gonna PSA. hug? What are you gonna hug if you can't hug no more? Come on. Which, right. Yeah. What game are you gonna hug if you can't hug no games no more? I, I have I have a slightly funny story that is uh, uh, sort of related to this topic. It, it's a it's a mild injury ish like thing making a game. Can I can Frank, I go ahead this, and share that? This, this yeah, better not me. be all the way funny. Uh, no, it's not. Okay. It's right, not yeah. all the way funny. Um, slightly funny. When I was working on. Uh, I can't remember which game. I think it was Mega Man Legacy Collection for Capcom. Or maybe um, it was Mega Man Legacy Collection. It that could have been Mega Man Legacy Collection. Yeah. Kaboom! Um, they uh, th- there was a slight problem where they decided to start their internal QA uh, well before we needed them to. Um, so they were testing builds that we knew darn well were very broken because we weren't done yet. Darn it. Um, so. There was a good maybe like two, three months where we just completely ignored our uh, bug tracking database because it didn't matter because we weren't ready to start fixing bugs yet. And uh, by the time we were finally in beta and it's like, okay, crack the knuckles. Let's go look at the bugs. Um, In one day using uh, Jira, which maybe both of you have have used at some point in the past for uh, Jira sucks. I use GitLab, but yeah, Jira Jira does kind of suck. Yes. I don't like Um, it. I have a million problems with it. I I should start up a bug database about Jira. Well, so one of the problems that I had with Jira is that it is completely mouse dependent. There's no keyboard shortcuts. Um, That first day that we started actually looking at the bugs, I immediately closed. I believe it was over 400 bugs. And in doing so, completely with the mouse, uh, by dragging the mouse around for several hours uh, in a repetitive motion, I lost feeling uh, on on the underside of my wrist for about two hours. Because it had just it had just been rubbing on a mouse pad, closing hundreds of bugs that didn't need to be there. Related to that, and uh, also related to Tim's RSI is real. I I was almost going to mention that I injured myself working on Samurai Showdown Neo Geo Collection because I had to, due to various circumstances that I will not get into, I had to copy and paste a lot of <laughs> fields of data. Um, oh, buddy. Uh, we're talking about thousands of fields of data, and I really legitimately hurt my wrist and wasn't able to use it. 
And uh, certain persons did not believe that that was something that had happened to me. Um, and uh, the, the point is, do not work at digital eclipse. You will die. <laughs> All right, you'll die. But but uh, one thing I discovered through that was the ability to put shortcuts onto a mouse, and uh, through so doing, um, oh. I was able to give myself only a Frank-like amount of injury instead <laughs> of uh, um, an, an apocalyptic one by just uh, mapping. Control C and Control V to mouse button. Nice. Okay, Jeffy, you want to cut a question? Yes, <laughs> that make you feel better. That. Okay, uh, I really would. Brandon, you got to make these intros dumber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I don't uh, make them dumber. That was you know good. what? I'm gonna count that as Brandon's first question. Let's go on to question number two. Great. Dad, damn it. Oh, right. Brandon lost a question. Sign it. What's the most audacious way that a video game has broken your immersion? Oh my god. I can think of one. It wasn't that audacious, but um, I, and I think a lot of people liked it, but in uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga, at the end of the... Wait, are you talking about Azel Panzer Dragoon RPG? I sure am. Oh, okay. At the end of that, Just... they have the the main character, Edge, like turn and look at you and be like, oh, it was you all along. And then you had to input a name at the at the very beginning of the game. And then it never gets referred to until right <laughs> at the end. And so uh, I was like, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> and then i and then i remembered oh yeah that's a, that's that name that i entered but like, oh, man, what, earthbound what, what, solved that years before by being like no you the person who's playing the game your actual name right right what name had you entered i don't i don't remember it was, it also was... moon came out like a year before that and it uh also did uh something similar uh so earthbound and moon had both done it at this point so Panzer Dragon Saga kind of gets the cheese ball award. In did my opinion. Moon also clarify, like, no, seriously, the actual person like Earthbound did? No, no. Okay. Moon is Moon is uh I don't want to talk too much about Moon. Uh the Moon is uh Moon is a lot colder and uh kind of evil about it. Mm. So I mean whatever. If there's that anything means. science has told me, the moon is very cold. Cold and evil. The Panzer Dragon Saga, yeah, that is actually pretty what name had you entered? I, I just I was it something remember. dumb? It was probably something really. It it wasn't like Blaze at four twenty, but it 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 was probably like some Sephiroth's nuts sixty nine. <laughs> it was probably just some word I came up with that uh, was like just a, a sequence of because I I used to do that all the time. Like I would make up I would make up a word and I would just use oh, it yeah. for something. Oh, you and used then... to you used to just make up words. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't know what that's like. <laughs> uh, yeah. i sit over here making up words all the time like yeah. uh I, when i said sephiroth's nuts 69 dude that was actually watered down from the word that was in my head do you want to know what it was it was did you input sephi rest the cleese uh <laughs> so like 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 sephiroth and then testicles but oh, pronounced testicles that's what actually went through my head sephi rest yeah there's something wrong with me nah. well we knew that what about breaking the immersion though huh yeah, exactly. I'm gonna say I think immersion is kind of a it's kind of a trash can diaper sort of word mm -hmm. for video games. No offense to it. I I mean, uh, when when I think about immersion, the analog of immersion for me is uh is if I'm just uh, just chilling with the game and playing it for a long time, the way I can just kind of play Dragon Quest and hang out with it for a long time. I don't feel immersed in Dragon Quest in the way that I think a lot of these uh these lost game huggers out there in the world, you know. These game yeah. huggers astray, when they say immersion, usually mean the game is really realistic. 
and it's in a first person view. No, I think I, I think like I don't think there. it's that. No, I don't think it's that. It's not, it, I think it's that it it never breaks its own rules and that they are. Yeah. Uh, they they always feel that it's consistent. I mean, it's like Disneyland design is something that that fascinates me. I think is really interesting, and and one of their big design mechanics, I don't know, is that you can never see the outside world. There's just cleverly shaped mountains and things like that. Um, and it is kind of you know immersion breaking if you're high up on a ride and you see a parking lot all of a sudden. Um, yeah, so yeah, I, I sure, think it's sure. more like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I just feel as though the term has been. Perver- the term immersion has been subject to perversion at the hands of uh, rhyme it now Come graphical on. realistic graphical realism purists at the hands of people at the hands <laughs> yeah, of vermin. <laughs> the, the, the the term immersion has been subject to perversion at the hands of <laughs> vermin who yeah what do you do what do you do uh, uh, pontificate often <laughs> upon bad opinions which lean heavily on appreciation of graphical realism. I've I, I, I've I would say that though I agree with with your definition of immersion, Frank. That's what it means to me. Yeah, I feel like there's also a thing to playing a game, and the operation of the game is going smoothly for you, but then you know suddenly you are hit with a wall of either difficulty or strange mechanic that doesn't feel like it fits. So like yeah. Um, I just uh, I feel like maybe I've received more weird emails than than anybody else here. Did you think that's true? That's probably true. <laughs> yeah. uh, because because I happen to work for a, an extremely mainstream video game website that a, a large number of people. Ex- no, the, the issue here is that you, you you create content all the time, and we don't. I, I, I guess yeah, I guess yeah. that's it. But I mean, I've I've I received I remember the game God of War. I received a lot of horrifying comments on my YouTube videos where I was like, "Here's what I like about it." Um, that it, but I just remember about a hundred dudes. Let, I mean, let's be, let's face it. They was dudes being like so many things about this game are so immersion breaking. They kept talking about how immersion breaking stuff was. And I was like, I don't really understand why this is the game that has received the, the funnel fruits of this conversation. You know, I, I kind of see why well, it was kind of an immersive like- video game. I don't know. Well, I'm breaking the immersion of this question to go on to the next one. Oh, kill me, bro. Uh, you should you should pocket a uh, inverse of that question, something along the lines of like, what are your favorite immersion breaks? In oh, sure. You're talking some inversion regarding it, the immersion. Yeah, and inverse the the immerse. Yes. Right. Excellent. What would you say was the most volatile partnership in video game history? Uh, the, the ocean game Lethal Weapon, which starred Riggs and Murtaugh. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them's a loose cannon, and one of them is two weeks from retirement. That's right, perpetually. A, a whole lot of stuff, fuck, and it went down between those two. Um, did you ever play this game? <laughs> which they which version? A, they, they which version of it? They made a movie out of it. <laughs> one of the better video game adaptations, really. I really <laughs> wish the development side. I really wish they had made a uh, Tango and Cash video game. Like, I want to play the tango and cash sega cd game or whatever tango is that, is that one where one's a dog no that's no no, no. Turner that's, and turner and hooch. that's turner and hooch okay All okay right. seriously though seriously though okay most volatile partnership in video game history kane and lynch <laughs> one of them yeah. is a drug addict the other's just a regular loose cannon you know there really should be more video games that are odd couple buddy uh buddy cop stories for two players with uh asymmetrical ish mechanics i don't know i think that would be cool Oh, well, maybe maybe somebody else can answer the question seriously because 
There's something in my brain today. I, I don't believe that I can't answer the question seriously, but I can <laughs> say Kingdom Hearts. Uh, that is a volatile partnership. Yeah, oh, that's partnership, true. Square and Disney. Yeah, Square yeah. and Disney. I mean, the, the, the real problem is that that partnership resulted in Kingdom Hearts, hey, in my opinion. How, how chill do you think Disney is with the idea of Square right now? Like, how chill do you think they are? How, how often do you think Kingdom Hearts, like, comes up and someone's like, yeah, I know that game at, at, at Disney. Like, Disney, how often yeah. do you think someone there's got to be somebody at disney whose job it is to just think about kingdom hearts kingdom right hearts. Yeah, like some sort of one of the smallest blips on their particular radar at this point some kind of an account manager of a sort who's yeah a junior account manager i'm thinking there's a guy who looks and talks exactly like pete campbell from mad men <laughs> who mm-hmm. is uh who is uh that's him if you've seen mad men you know who i'm talking about pete yeah. campbell there's a guy who looks and talks like pete campbell and he's in charge with the talking to uh, Mr. Disney, which is Don Draper, about Kingdom Hearts. And he's <laughs> like, he has to come into Don Draper's office once a week. Don Disney Draper. Uh, dream drop distance Don Draper Disney. <laughs> he has to come into his office every, every, like once a week. And he has five minutes to brief him on what, to, to just keep him abreast of Kingdom Hearts. And he's sitting there just like hung over, smoking a cigarette. And he's just like, okay, Pete. Uh, uh, that's my Don Draper impression. Okay, Pete. And then he tells him to leave, and that's it. So who's the <laughs> Harry Crane of Disney in this scenario? <laughs> I don't know. Man, Harry Crane was in Firewatch. Yeah, he was. He was great. Yeah, I don't know. He got a little too... Who else on this show has seen... You haven't seen Mad Men, have you, uh, Brandon? We talked uh, about this. I saw a season of it. Uh, you gotta watch the whole thing, uh, put it in content. I don't know if I do. I also saw a season of it and feel that I don't have to see the whole thing. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. It's the best TV show ever made. I mean, like, well, serious. I'm not not joking around here. Well, uh, that's not yeah. my fault. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's not. No, it's not mine either. It's just uh, that's all there is to it. Video game partnerships. Oh, right. Um, Sonic and Tails. I don't know. Like, I, I push that guy off of ledges sometimes, and then he helps me. Wait, actually, Sonic. I thought we were talking and, uh, business, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. That's oh, what yeah. I business. Uh, well, that's why I think Kingdom Hearts is is an interesting answer there. Th- that Sonic Dark Brotherhood game was definitely. I don't oh, know between that... Sega and Bioware. Yeah, I actually. What was probably... the story there? Like, what was it? Was it like someone at Sega's like, uh, I, judging by this internet thing, uh, <laughs> uh, kids love the story in Sonic. What if we made a Sonic that was all story? Who do Bioware we get? was like, we've got too many interns and too yeah. little for them to do. Uh, I don't know. I feel like probably a lot of the most volatile relationships resulted in a game not releasing. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we might not fully be able to talk about those, but there's, you know, I'm, I've got one right in my mind here that I sure cannot talk about, but uh, there was a reboot attempt of a well-known property from a well-known company, Japanese mm-hmm. company that was, and the reboot was going to be developed by a well-known American developer. Oh, that's where you went wrong right there. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, it went so off the rails that it, both companies kind of hate each other now and um and the game did not come out and it did not get announced but i i know what it is the end also i think there's some volatile relationships partnerships in video games that we'll never know about and we can only guess about like fans have fun thinking about what it was like when kojima was at konami at the end of his uh oh yeah at the end of his tenure at konami what was going down that got him ultimately uh basically my my familiarity with the way the world has worked for me as an individual of a personality too strong for me to suppress myself 
uh, is uh, I'm pretty sure Kojima was like asked to quit. Yeah, uh, right? that is my read right, as well. Obviously, yeah, I think he so. was like told you have to quit or you're fired. Basically, is what happened. So I'm pretty sure that's what happened to Kojima. So. But uh, how how bad and weird and passive aggressive did that get as he was finishing a massive video game? And as he was hiring people away for his own company, which they can't have liked yeah. that much. Yeah, that must have been an interesting period. Maybe that's a video game documentary that we'll never get to see, but would be pretty exciting. Oh, man, I, I can. There's so many that I just can't say, and I know all the details of it. Then let's not say it and move on. Oh, and that's idea. the answer. What are the greatest handheld LCD video games of all time? Oh, heck, Frisky Tom. I love Frisky Tom. Um, Frisky Tom's dece. It's actually better than the arcade game. So Frisky Tom was a Bondi arcade game. I think No, no, it was Nichibutsu, but Bondi did the, the LCD. Um, Nichibutsu did the arcade game, and it's basically you're a plumber, and there are rats that are trying to ruin your pipes. They chomp mm-hmm. on them, and then the pipes fall down. you got to grab them. Now, the fact hold- that it's called Frisky Tom, and you're talking about things uh, messing with pipes is... Uh, yeah, it, and it has nothing disturbing. to do with any of that. Okay. Um, and at, at some point, the, the the rats get hold of a balloon that they will light on fire that then you have to you have to pop or else you die um, within a certain amount of time. Um, so it's just a game of managing a bunch of little uh, difficulties over time. But for an LCD game, it actually has progression. Like there there are more problems that occur as as it goes along. And there are even little um, cutscenes, uh, Pac-Man style. Or Mrs. Pac-Man style, where they they're uh, walk walking across the screen and then get chased by ghosts. That is oh, the original Pac-Man had the same kinds of cutscenes. Just pointing oh, right. that out. Yeah, without so. a just without a baby. <laughs> right, yeah, no, a baby. Um, yeah, no baby. No, and there was no bow in anyway, Pac-Man. The the LCD version has three colors and is way tighter designed than the arcade game and is super fun and i i spent hours on that thing as a kid so that's that's my answer that game rules well you know i was i was with you but my immersion was broken with the balloon on fire because uh, i think it would just pop right uh, away yeah i, guess I was right. about to say oh no it starts at the string frank oh okay all right yeah uh rats getting a balloon and lighting it on fire uh in the pipes yeah, clear. That's not unrealistic if you've ever ridden the New York subway. Yeah, that'd be, because that's the sort that's of thing life. that literally happens in the New York subway is stuff lights on fire and there's rats who are probably complicit in it. Frank, do you remember that driving game that we had at Gamasutra that you were really interested in and you found the designer? Yeah. Yes, and uh, you, me, and I don't know Chris Remo. Maybe were all or were you actually there at that time? I don't. Uh, no, I don't think I was there. No, okay, I mean right. I, I I know about your obsession with this game, but I don't think I've ever played it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's why I included you because I I probably showed it to you at a uh, Eddie Rickenbacker's, which was a local beverage emporium, uh, after work someday or something like that. Mm-hmm. But, is that the is that the actual real name of the founder, or is that just something that some uh, somebody thought of? It was the was, real name was... of the founder. Yeah, because it kind of sounds like something somebody thought was funny in like 2008. No, yeah, it's not the right. founder. It's uh, it, he was a captain in World War II or something. Oh right, uh, but didn't he didn't he like start that bar? No, he didn't. No, <laughs> like, it was <laughs> it was it was that military obsessed weird guy who was terrible to women that owned the place. I thought oh. that he got it from the original Eddie Rickenbacker. Well, whatever. I guess I <laughs> I built up the wrong mythology about this. I, I think the real Eddie Rickenbacker could not have cared less about being a uh, founding a bar 
Yeah, I don't know. My grandpa probably would have done it. He, and he was in, he fought in all the wars he could possibly do. Hey, my grandpa fought in World War II as well. Uh, yeah. He was in, he was on God darn Okinawa. And uh, I don't think he would have cared. He didn't even drink. Yeah, my grandfather didn't drink that much, but he would have uh, started a bar as a social club. Anywho, that's not My grandfather didn't want to talk to anybody. I don't, I've never got a, a full sentence out of him. This, uh, this driving game, this <laughs> an LCD game, was mm-hmm. very, very cheap. Uh, and we got sent it by these people who were hoping that we would cover it in Game Developer Magazine, which was like, how are we, how could we ever cover this in game? <laughs> and you somehow and, did. And then I did because I liked it. Um, because it was a, it was just a game where there are three lanes of traffic. You are driving a car and you can only move left and right. And you're trying to avoid the other cars and you have three lives. And initially our challenge was to get to the end because there was an end to it. And then after that, it was to get to the end without using any lives at all. And there would be certain times that looked impossible, like there would be uh, two cars in front of you and one to the side. And it would be like, oh, there's no way for me to get over to the side. But uh, there's like a microsecond in there. Like if you could do a frame perfect dodge, you could go while the screen refreshed and it would Mm. refresh you in the right position. And uh, so it was it was a game where we were kind of finding our own fun to an extent. But it was such a simple framework that it really worked. Uh, Is there a name for this game? Or I think it was called Driving or Turbo <laughs> Drive <laughs> or something. I mean, that um, rules. SEO optimized. I mean, it, it honestly just sounds like you haven't played very many Game and Watches because they're all like that. No, I've I've played uh, I've played probably about two. I don't know 30, 40 of them. Like I played okay. all those Sonic ones you got in the Happy Meals. I played a bunch. That of ain't Nintendo Game and Watch. Watch he means but... Nintendo brand Game and Watch. I, I yeah. played Game and Watches also. I played you know the the classic Fire one where you bounce the babies and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, baby bouncer. I, yeah, that I, one is great, and it has that same sort of like you can very you you have to do the almost impossible timing things at high levels. But I don't like that one as much. Is the and and like I played the 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 Donkey Kong mini arcade and the Pac Man mm-hmm. mini arcade. I don't know. I had a bunch of these, but uh, those are the two I like. My my answer for this is uh, not an LCD game at all. I just like Mattel football. It's just it's just LEDs, oh, yeah. man. Those little Mattel football. Mattel football. All right. Well. But, it's time for a little treat for me. We're going to play theme sale this week. When my oh, favorite game's on the show. <laughs> oh, it's going to be impossible. Yeah. All right. This Let's is lose. The game where I name five video games and you, along with everyone listening, has six minutes to come up with the secret link between them. Secret link. Yeah. Secret link. Secret this week's link. games are Star Wars Bounty Hunter, Guitar Hero, True Crime Streets of LA, Doom, and Shrek Super Slam. What? The original Doom? Sure. Oh, sure. sure. Oh. Interesting. Okay. All right. okay. Yeah, okay. So that means we can automatically eliminate any developer DNA. I guess so. Yeah. Star Wars Bounty Hunter, Guitar Hero, True Crime Streets of LA, Doom, and Shrek Super Slam. Uh, they all have uh, Django Fett in them. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is Let's incorrect. See. Django Fett is not in Doom. Do they, uh, oh, man. Doom. Uh, do they all have imps in them? No. True Crime Streets of LA doesn't have an imp. Gotta look Shrek at Star is an, Wars Bounty Hunter. I have no idea what this is. Shrek is an ogre, and ogre is like a, a giant goblin. A goblin yeah. is a sort of imp. Doom has imps. Doom Guitar a, has, Hero has amps. Mm-hmm. Doom mm-hmm. has a level designed by American McGee, who made the game Bad Day LA, which is the same setting as True Crime Streets of LA. Right. Yeah. And his favorite movie is Shrek. <laughs> yeah. That is true. That's documented. Yeah. 
uh i was kind of leaning toward things that have weird ds versions but that's not it yeah do we have any platform specificity on any of these well um, he said any doom basically so uh, i mean about regular others, dooms though? on anything uh star wars bounty hunter is ps2 and gamecube only if that helps. yeah you okay. have a jetpack in it uh you, you do. can circle strafe in it also mm-hmm. is it guitar hero one um sure okay sure again uh, oh another sure oh no do these Non-sp- all have like rhythm aspects doom doesn't really but it's yeah sort shrek of super slam doesn't really have a rhythm aspect it's more of a <laughs> smash brosy game okay licensed music we have there, in there guitar hero and probably there. shrek and oh uh, actually you know this i wonder if they all have like a stolen metallica theme in them or something like that because <laughs> guitar yeah, hero I, and doom definitely do. i'd really love to hear the stolen metallica theme in a star wars game if you me could too. uh show me that i mean i wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if it was in there. It, yeah, it's uh, probably got... Uh, I'm looking at Wikipedias of a couple of these. Uh, <laughs> it's not working out so well. True Crime no. Streets of LA. Yeah, I feel a little uh, in the woods on this particular... Weird. Yeah, I know. It's uncharacteristic. Shrek As Super Frank said at the beginning, let's lose. That's what most yeah. people apparently think when they, uh, when they play League of Legends. They just don't mind losing. League of Losing. League of League Losing. Of losing. These, these, yeah. these modern games... People don't care if they lose. Fortnite, you lose most of the time. People 99 don't care. out of 100 times, statistically. Yeah, I mean, well, assuming a, you know, a 100-sided dice roll. Okay, uh, is there a Doom on PS2? Because if so, we have a link. There is um, no Doom on not PS2. Not that I'm aware of. Unfortunately. Okay. I played every port of Doom. So just what's, what's the link? The link is that not, uh, <laughs> these games didn't have PS2 version? They all do, <laughs> they except, all do. For except Doom. Doom. Uh, except for Doom. I get it. True Crime Streets of L.A.? None of the crimes in any of these games uh, uh, are fictional. <laughs> so if it's, any, if it's any Doom, we can also eliminate voice acting. No voice acting, no. Uh, yeah. I mean, Doom was developed by quite a small group of dudes. So you, you, as you were saying, developer Link. Yeah. Well, probably. even like there, I don't think there's a, you can link the original Doom to uh, the Doom from a couple of years ago. Developers, yeah, it's, can you? It's, it's pretty hard yeah the, the yeah. name of name of studio aside yeah only one of these games came out on the jaguar i don't know if that helps anybody mm. that's doom doom jaguar is pretty good dude yeah i know that's the one that carmack actually worked on yeah carmack carmack made it himself in like four days yeah it was pretty like hilarious to see the uh, uh, uh oh, i don't want to derail but um, it's a port of the super nintendo version no it's not well it's based on something he did for the super nintendo version there's there's something there i don't i don't know I didn't no, look into it. It was, it was, it was wrong a, link, uh, boys. Wrong link. Come yeah, on. Okay, right. anyway. <laughs> it's, it's not based on the Super Nintendo version, though. There's a Digital Foundry article about it. Oh, Are there Digital DF. Foundry articles about all of these? <laughs> Probably. I don't think there's Digital Foundry coverage of Shrek Super Slam. Well, I'll Why Google not? that. Does wait, wait. Activision do these all have... have. No, there's no Activision. No. I know True Crime is published by Activision. Shrek Super Slam is published by Activision. Guitar Hero is published by Activision. Hey, uh, is Doom published by Activision? Hey, now you're an all-star. Well, Doom's been published by a lot of people, so no. we could look into that. Um, ah, damn it. All of them except one have an O in the title. Oh, uh, that would have been, yeah, Shrek, too bad. Shrek ruins it again. Yeah. Shrek ruins it again. Two of them don't have M's. Riveting podcast. Yeah, uh, it, uh, it is. Everybody at home is trying to play this game, too. Yeah, they're thinking, yeah. It's 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 the M's idiot. You know what would make the segment less terrible is if every like two minutes there was another clue. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You should. That would be you pretty should, good, wouldn't it? You should compose a, uh, some sort of breadcrumbs 
Yeah, give, uh, us, give us the crumbs, God darn. Can you give us one right now? I feel like the breadcrumbs have to be very meticulously... Oh, you want me to give you a hint? Meticulously uh, yeah, yeah. designed. Uh, the link is to another franchise. Oh. Oh, crike. So, when I was band. looking at this roster of Shrek Super Slam characters, and I saw that there were characters that didn't look like they were from Shrek in it, but I could not identify them. There's, there's some, like, helmet dog looking thing that looks like it could be in Star Wars, but, uh... Helmet dog. Hell, yeah, is this some sort of a helmet dog? I'll show it to you later, and you'll be like, "Oh yeah, that's a helmet dog." Sure. Uh, I don't want it. Okay, but I'll last guess Man, I don't know. Helmet dog. It, <laughs> I think it's the fact that all the crimes are not fictional. All right, here's the answer. All five games feature a main character who is also an unlockable skater in a Tony Hawk game. We'll be right back after a quick recharge. weird really yeah there's a character in guitar hero yeah there are all these unlockable characters you can play as in guitar hero one of them is judy nails and she is an unlockable skater in tony hawk's proving ground oh my god i feel like even if you told me the answer to this i would be like huh really (laughs) yeah Yeah, I, i am that way right now Welcome back to Insert Credit. It's time for us to do the Patreon question of the week. Every week I pick a question from one of our Patreon subscribers at patreon.com slash insert credit to ask on the show, where we'll discuss it for about six minutes. Uh, This week's question comes from Mox Bagel, who asks, when you walk into an arcade, what do you consider your game? The bar. I see. Well, because arcades all have bars in them now. Yeah, and I kind of don't care about playing no arcade cabinets being honest Ooh, i i think i i it's care. a little feisty like it depends on what's in there like if 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 i'm looking around and there's not a whole lot of stuff but then they've got kof 98 i'll be like oh yeah that's that's my game or you know if they do have a bunch of stuff um maybe i'll go over to groove coaster or something like that mm. uh i don't know there's it it really depends on the layout. Like there's a there's a barcade in Los Angeles called uh, 84, 82. I forget what it's called. <laughs> it's eighty two. Yeah, eighty two. Yeah, it's 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 some number that they picked at random. I think. Yeah, that uh-huh. that has always frustrated me about that particular establishment. But I'll go in there, and if they've got something interesting, then I'll be like, oh, that's the one because they they have a lot of regular stuff. But uh, for a while, they had Golden Axe, Revenge of Death Adder. Yeah, I mean, to, to what Brandon was saying, uh, I guess I assumed that the bar we'd be walking into would just have your standard boring stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of goes without saying, I think, that if there's something interesting I haven't seen before, that's where I'm going. Um, if it is standard stuff that everyone's played before, I think it kind of depends on if I got to pay quarters or if everything's on free play because if everything's on free play i'm probably gonna go for some stupid brawler like an x-men or ninja turtles or something and just play until i get bored wait but did they say barcade or arcade arcade Arcade. yeah okay all right yeah well i mean what is an arcade these days if not a barcade it's not even legal to have a regular arcade uh in our county yeah you need a liquor license in order to open an arcade or it's a museum museum or a liquor license yeah because of old gambling (laughs) law yeah yeah isn't that wild? I get a lot of people wild. asking me, like, 
Uh, so, like, first of all, I've lived in New York now for almost four years. I get a lot of uh, correspondences. Basically, it's hard to tweet at me without annoying me uh, these days. I'm sorry, everyone. So I get a lot of people who are like, uh, oh, hey, how long you been in NYC? If you want to know where a good barcade is, hit me up. We got a couple here in Brooklyn. It's like, what? I've been here for a while. And also, what about me exudes this desirousness to step into a barcade? That's a it's it's just kind of a gross little word. Well, I'm I'm sure that's not where they're they're coming from. Just wanting to engage with you. Yeah, yeah. they want to like, hang out with you, and they know you like video games. Here's something I'm I know that might be fun. That's perfectly fine. I just do not like the uh, I do not like the omnipresence of the tour guide voice. Ah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. sure. You get a lot of people. They like, mean well, but and but yeah. it's like that is. I'm not the I'm majority not. of New Yorkers, though. I mean, after you, what you, I you went moved through to 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 Tour Guide Central, that's all. After want. what I went through yesterday, I am not in any kind of mood for I'd say the next four years to permit someone simply for meaning will. No, I mean no offense. Uh, I'll leave that nebulous. My there's an arcade in the mall. In Indianapolis, Indiana, Castleton Square, uh, it's a place called Boss Battle Games that uh, I, I, I go over to every time I visit my parents, which is somewhat frequent these days because I record my videos in South Bend, Indiana, and that involves crossing through Indianapolis. I like to go into this arcade because they have a lot of good games, and it's like $7 for an hour, right? It's one of those. Mm -hmm. They've got yeah, a full-on connected Daytonas. They've got they're they're all in pretty good shape, not perfect shape. They've got a bunch of stuff that is legit hot. That's like really good, including a deluxe F Zero AX cabinet. And I consider that F Zero AX cabinet my game because I pay seven bucks and I go in there and uh, I just play F Zero AX for about an hour. Here's something psychotic that time. I used to do when I went to an arcade. Uh, I wouldn't play the games. I would find someone who was really deep into a game like a time crisis or house of the dead real uh quarter eater and uh just bankroll them just uh i want to see the last half of this game most people don't see it wow you're you're a patron of the arts yeah, yeah. exactly i was a patron. twitch streamer before I, I was a twitch watcher before twitch you were subscribing yeah. to these arcade play you uh you innovated this yeah. yeah, tipping them bits, Jeff. I was. I was tipping them bits. <laughs> Tip a bit, Gov. <laughs> I just want to say that my disdain for barcades is not an actual hatred. I just, uh, I don't like this, this uh, buckling of an excuse uh, into a pastime. I just don't like that. I don't like being like, oh, it's an arcade, but you can drink there. Like, just go drink or just go play video games. I don't know. I think in Weird. a lot of cases, it's just there's no other way to open an arcade. And so people have that passion. So they make a barcade. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand true. that. Yeah, I understand that that's the only way to get an arcade now. And actually, there there is interesting stuff going on where like new indie arcade games are just being placed in barcades. And I think that's cool. I went that's to Killer one, Queen's whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And I went to one in, in Minneapolis last year that had like two or three local indie games in cabinets. I thought that was great. Yeah, and I guess Baby Castles was kind of like that, except with less bar emphasis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Baby Castles is wild. Basically, if you put F-Zero AX in a room and you put somebody at a podium out front, bouncer-like, tell them one person is allowed in at a time, and you, you set an hourly rate, I call that an arcade. 
You know what I mean? That's I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna sneak in a real answer very quickly, which is that uh, if someone's playing NBA Jam by themselves, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go for them. on there. Yeah. NBA Jam. And also that's for nice. me, Splatterhouse. That's probably the real answer. <laughs> Did you know the MG NBA NBA Jam announcer guy is on Twitter and uh, he uh, will will do voiceover stuff for your podcasts if you send yeah. him money. Oh, oh yeah. He's yeah, he's, me, he's also at any like classic game show just screaming at a table. What, what I, I, I'll see what I can do. What, what should I get him to say? Uh, Patreon subscribers, uh, let us know what you want me to get him to say. Oh, and speaking yeah. of that, I have to say that one one person uh, named Bonehead has said I specifically signed up for Tim to call me a, a dirtbag. They said that on the Patreon. So uh, so excellent. We're, we're tipping Bonehead. The Bonehead, you goddarn dirt bag. Welcome back to insert credit. There we go. Question seven. Which video game company name is the most accurate? Bloober team. <laughs> hot B. Oh, well, hot, hot B is good. Sega, rules. service and games. That's true. It's not bad. Uh, what's Capcom again? Captain Commando. Isn't yeah. it a military term? Capcom? I I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go to the tapes on this one. In a little yeah, bit. let's think about this. Service Naughty Dog. Games. Naughty Dog is not accurate. Maybe uh, half the name accurate. Capcom comes from Capsule Computers. Okay. Ah. Don't believe it. All right. Activision, Active Television. I do think that's a wonderful video game company name. All mm-hmm. things considered, fantastic name. In television, I don't really like the name, but I think it came together well. Intelli- intelligent, intelligent television. television. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. Konami means little wave, which I think mm. is kind of a neat uh, neat little name. I kind of like Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft? Yeah, Microsoft yeah. is pretty good. Like little, little bits of software? Well, I mean, at the time it was microcomputers, which just meant home computers, right? Yeah, and it was microchips and stuff. Well, they were making right. microcomputers that you could sleep on. Like I still a, like uh, They it, were pillow-sized. Uh, so they... I think Ubisoft is pretty accurate, because if you like those games, then Ubisoft. <laughs> Um, yeah uh electronic arts <laughs> that's true that's pretty literal it's electronic and it's art. yeah but are they arts yeah it's in the game jaffe yeah think about so, it so come on it's in the game hey it's in the game ea sports are certainly sports games made by electronic arts true uh you can't spell yeah without uh uh the letter e the letters ea in the middle oh, uh true i got one for what? you if yeah Naughty Dog made Silent Hill 2, then it would be accurate. Okay. Oh, excellent. Or Resident Evil 1, because those dogs are, uh, (laughs) they're not behaving. I I have heard tell that at at the executive level, uh, Rockstar Games uh, takes their name uh, very literally in a a, a horrible way. Well, they're British, right, mate? Uh, So uh, the British invented Rockstars, going all oi gov calling yeah. people Captain and Charlie and whatnot, backhand slapping their managers. Eating their crisps or whatever. Yeah, eating crisps, popping a crumpet. I mean, Insomniac Games is probably true of every company around crunch time. Oh, yes, yes, uh, that's true. That's true. I, I guess Nintendo sort of means leave luck to heaven. Uh, oh, they say that. But it's like Hagen dots It doesn't mean anything. <sighs> God, I love Hagen dots You ever have those? Sure. Ice cream uh, rolls. Hagen Dust is owned by Nestle now, though. So, oh, uh, yeah, I hate those guys. No good anymore. Yeah. Well, I haven't had ice cream in a long enough time, anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, uh, 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 Konami, Sega, 
What else? I guess we got? Sonic Team literally just works on As Sonic the games. team, the team that made Sonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very good question. Thanks for calling. Um, I like Thanks. this one. I like this one. Uh, Coleco, definitely not. Which right. uh, it, it means Connecticut Leather Company. Ooh, yeah, BioWare in the same. Uh, give me some of that Hartford it. style smooth. Some yeah, of that fine grain Italian trucked fresh out of New England. Oh, you know what game company name is accurate? Treasure. Treasure. Oh, because oh, they're. You know what game company is not accurate? Is uh, well, is if if we're considering uh, uh software to mean to equate with quality software, then rareware. Rare. Right. The, that's. <laughs> I mean, the quality yeah. is not is uh actually uh, that is accurate. The quality is quite rare. Well, it is rare in that it's the opposite of well done. Mm. Oh, oh, excellent! Nice. Wow, Kaboom, that's the most accurate game name. Then there yeah. you go. No, I, I got I got a more accurate name. one. I got the oh, most me, accurate one. Shoot me in the neck with it. WB Games is the games division of Warner Brothers. Yeah. yeah, but there are no Warner Brothers involved in the development of those games. Uh-huh. I ain't seen no Animaniacs in the credits of uh, yeah <laughs> of any of those Shadow of Mordor or uh, or Ma- Mad Max games. I no looked. brothers have warned me. Yeah, I looked. Oh, the brothers. Oh no, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Game Freak is accurate. I would yeah. say that uh, Way Forward is not accurate because you know oh, I, I, I won't oh. dig on them again, but uh, they Ice do cold. not make forward-looking games they make retro looking games so uh, future club is a pretty accurate name because they haven't made anything yet that's right right there you go for now horses very very, inaccurate uh, right because they're not horses they're not yeah uh it we we really proved how inaccurate the name of the game indivisible was after it came out (laughs) oh yeah, yeah very good pretty pretty dang divisible it turned out I was uh, I was I was dangling that out there trying to get you to say it. So I'm oh, glad. How it, accurate it, is my hypnotism worked? Um, it's not that accurate. Uh, we're all alive so far. Well, you got to come up with a new name then. It just kind of yeah. sounds like a joke on Microsoft. Is that what it is? It's not. But wow, we had some serious problems in Korea where Necrosoft and Microsoft are like barely a syllable apart, and yeah. uh, people. Well, in Japan, it's exactly it's just one letter. It's different. It yeah. is exactly one syllable apart in English, actually. That's right. also true. I meant I meant one consonant apart, like one ah, consonant yeah. sound apart. In uh... mm-hmm. remember when Justin Roiland wanted to call his video game company Squanch Tendo? Yeah, I sure do. That was pretty good. I guess. Is that Next just a funny question. word he made up, or what? Yeah. Yeah. Question eight: Has a video game character ever reminded you of someone in your life? Definitely. I wrote a bunch of them that way. <laughs> Here's a better question. Has a video game character ever given you the swine flu? Uh, mm, excellent because, question. Uh, what, what, where's that coming from? What? Is that a better question? <laughs> because Ooh. Pig Medangar in uh, Star Fox 64 gave me swine flu. Oh, wow. Oh. I, it's, uh, you, you just rocketed off into outer space with that That's particular That's very specific. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's true, though. I was just yeah. thinking about this. I'm really sorry. I mean, like I was laughing at first, but was, I don't know. I'm sorry. I thought it <laughs> well, was a joke. Uh, that's the end of my joke. Uh, it was a joke. It was me. Oh, thank the God. The Joker. It was me, the Joker. Oh, um, one down, wait. two to go. Video game character that reminded me of a person that I knew in real life. Yeah. Uh, Tails reminds me of my dog. <laughs> okay. Always, always following me around, um, knocking into stuff accidentally. Uh, yeah, doesn't always do what I'm trying to get him to do. Automatically mm-hmm. respawns when they fall off the screen. That's right. Uh, he he totally does though. Like I'll be uh, 
in another room and then he'll just appear. He'll just warp in there. Very recently, one of the girls in, in Tokimeki Memorial said something word for word that a friend of mine had said to me before. And it was it it kind of threw me for a loop. So wow. there's, there's uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, it would take too long to explain what it was. It was exactly exactly word for word something that my friend had said to me. And Do you it think made me... they read it and then yeah. were no, no, it's it, it. It's a common expression, uh, common right. expression, Jerry. It's a uh, a girl says so if you well, work honk out enough. My dongles. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a very common expression where I'm from, actually. Uh, 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 there's a if you work out a lot, uh, a girl might show up and say to you, "Taikin takumashi which means uh, recently you've become takumashi. Takumashi means like it, it. It's a sort of word for like manly, but it has like this old worldliness to it. So my friend said that to me one Friday night in October of uh of 2006 after i'd been uh training real hard for a marathon and uh she gripped my forearm and squeezed it and said and i was like oh okay so the the character in the video game reminded me of of her very 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 strongly for a period of about four seconds and it was it was kind of creepy that's a much better answer than pigma dengar yeah i i hesitated to uh, give an answer that was uh something serious uh the opposite is uh i've seen quite a few marios and luigis in real life oh people who oh, reminded yeah. you of video game characters that's true no wario reminds me of uh of my dad no just kidding. <laughs> 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 my dad was always coming into the room while we were watching dragon ball z and saying put on baseball like that and i was like what <laughs> come on dad the Braves are playing. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then he was always like, he had a, he was just jangling, walks in, a big bag of gold coins jangling. Yeah. I think we've all had that experience. With How's that ads. for an answer? Good one. Tim, do you remember when we were at this uh, party in San Francisco mm-hmm. and, and there were these two bros there? Uh, killing it, crushing uh, it. Yeah. They, they just kept saying killing it and crushing it over and over. It, they didn't have enough stuff to say, but they also seemed like, they were just generally kind of earnest dudes that didn't have a lot going on in their brains. Yeah. Kazuma Kiryu kind of reminds me of that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, see, to you, that's the that's the funniest interaction from that party for you. For me, the funniest interaction is when I went to get a cupcake, one of these little cupcakes with pink frosting on yeah. it. You know those little tiny cupcakes that were ubiquitous? Wait, and you had to avoid the pool that was inside the house to get to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I picked up this cupcake, and I turned to the guy next to me, and I go, oh, sweet. They've got the little tiny cupcake because uh, they were, those were the only cupcakes anybody ever had, yes. right? And that guy who I saw before I bothered addressing him uh, and I knew before I addressed him uh, and I went ahead and did it anyway was Peter Thiel. Yeah. So that's the end of that joke. That's yeah. true. And that guy sucks. Yeah. Uh, Peter Thiel. <laughs> Peter Thiel's like, uh, I've met Peter Thiel a couple of times in my yeah. life. And... Uh, uh, I mean, I'm sure he's not listening to the show, no. uh, though if he was, he would he would get us shut down for just saying anything about him. That that man is by far the worst person I have ever met in my life. Yeah. And wow. uh, that's saying something because I lived in the San Francisco Bay Area for about eight years. And you wind up meeting a lot of people who want to be like that guy by Does far. Does he remind worst. you of any video game characters? Well, no, I'm, tr- I'm struggling Mario? to think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> uh, Peter Thiel. Well, the reason I bring up the cupcake story is he looked at me. He looked me right in the eye, and then he turned away. Ooh. It was like really, really wild. 
So he reminds me of like a, I don't know, like an assassination target in in a, an Assassin's Creed yeah. game. I don't know any, any of those oh, man. any of those villains man. that uh that have a bunch of money and um and like they're they're a cause for a whole bunch of problems and and you just have to shoot a bunch of uh, I don't know brown people in order to 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 not shoot him at the end of the game. He's like, Ouch. Ouch. all right, they got the Next little question. cupcakes. They got the little cupcakes, is what I said. If you had to beat both Mario and Sonic at an Olympic event, which one would you choose? Hammer throw. Hammer throw. Really? Uh, Mario's, I mean, does Mario have his Hammer Bros suit on? Come on. Yeah. Uh, no, but he can throw Bowser pretty far. As uh, so long, Bowser. Yeah. Uh, I think I just think that Sonic couldn't throw the hammer because he's too frictionless and smooth. Right. Yeah, but he could spin real fast and just get a lot of momentum going. Yeah, then he just lets go of it after he's spinning. Yeah. So it's just timing at that point. Yep. And he's pretty good at timing. He is. That's true. Yeah, Frank, you're on top of this one. Um, there's oh, there's got to be some kind of an event that like a tiny hedgehog or a corpulent man could not efficiently do. <laughs> List of Olympic events. Mario's not corpulent. He, he's no, he's, uh, he's, he's round, got a though. little bit of roundness to him. He's quite athletic in terms of what he can actually That's accomplish. That's true. He's okay. more like a uh, Sam Hong. Beautiful, beautiful man. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's more of a Sam Hung than a um, uh, John Candy. You ever see? Uh, oh my God, no, I don't want to get too much into Sam Hung. The man, oh, I'd, cool dude. We could get into it. We we could just have a podcast about it later. <laughs> yeah, we should just have a podcast. We should have uh, several podcast episodes about. Uh, we should just start like a movie podcast. There's so many bad movie podcasts. Yeah, you never noticed this? No, they're yeah. awful. <laughs> I haven't, but let's do it. I mean, one. I see why it not? all the time. Someone's like, I just started my own podcast because <laughs> why not? All right, I I, wait, somebody... I, got, I got something here. I got something here. Okay. Yeah, let's hear it. What have we got? Uh, equestrian events. Ooh, mm. yeah. There's nothing specific to their abilities that would... Uh, Mario has a lot n- of experience riding Yoshi. Do they have short legs? <sighs> that is true. That is true. Legs. That's equestrian-esque. Yoshi's, uh, Yoshi's more of a squat kind of a creature. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yoshi's a low rider. I feel like that experience would translate, though. He, Mario has more experience riding animals than you do oh if wait. you have time to study up and uh mario and luigi all we we can say they also have the same amount of time to practice right i feel like mario could extend his skill at the equestrian arts of riding his little low rider dinosaur friend i think and i feel could, like i could work it out I, I feel like i could lift more weight than both of them it, yeah. Oh, yeah um mario's pretty good at Lifting those big vegetables out of the ground and those are vegetables, too. dude. Vegetables ain't weigh yeah, nothing. I so I think that both. How much does a bomb weigh? Both of them struggle with water. They can both die in. I mean, we can die in water too. Well, I can definitely die in water. But, Let me right. tell you from experience. Yeah, I died in water the other day. But it it <laughs> seems like a thing that the both of them. It, it, like if if there were an Achilles heel aside from falling into pits, it would be water. For the two Mario's great at water. What are you oh, talking about? Right. He sorry, I was yeah. Neither of them can run up a hill in 3D in... uh from a dead stop <laughs> without a spit. That's not an Olympic event. Stay on topic. But maybe it should be. They gotta have hill sprints. They should make they should have an Olympic event of a of a stair climb. Neither of them have ridden bikes. I have the answer because I thought about this ahead of time, but I'm not yeah. sure if I should share it at this point. It's no, equestrian. It. Come on, you know it's equestrian. Now, I think it's sailing, Olympic sailing. Oh, why? Like you couldn't beat Link at it, but Mario and Sonic don't have any specific sailing experience. You could probably learn as much sailing as they could in the given time. I don't know. And for some reason, I was I was thinking this was a summer Olympics thing, and now I keep thinking there's winter as Sonic well. Sonic can stand on top of a a plane for 
a very long period of time. I yeah, think that is can, true. If he can That's do that, true. He can probably sail. Yeah, but it's not about standing. It's about the rigging. Yeah. Equestrian dressage is all about the horse doing everything and you just prompting. Dressage. Right. Yeah. 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 Prompt that prancing pony. Mm-hmm. That's something. Can you prompt a pony? To prance, I feel like we're on equal we're we're on equal terms here, and I I've got a shot at it if we have uh, equal amounts of time to train. Can you prompt pony prancing? Can you get a horse to listen to you by punching it in the head? Because that's what uh, he does to you. Well, that's why Mario's gonna lose. Uh, he, he's gonna lose this event, right? So what, because that's all he knows is punching a pony in the head. That's not gonna work. The real question for that I have for you, Frank, is can you personally prompt mm-hmm. pony prancing as precisely? As and punctually. Oh my God! Will you let me finish my sentence? Sorry. <laughs> Can you prompt mm-hmm. pony prancing as professionally, precisely, promptly, and punctually as the Prince of Plumbing? Positively. Hey. And a porcupine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's my joke. Uh, that good was one. good. Thank you, everybody, for helping me on that one. What is the Crystal Head Vodka bottle of video games? I don't know what that means. Oh. It's it's vodka that came in a skull. It's Dan Aykroyd's vodka. I know yeah. this because um, oh god, when I worked at OneUp.com, one of them showed up in the office, and I claimed it and put it on my desk and never opened it. And uh, it remains in my house to this day, having never had a sip from it. Yeah, it is a fixture in a lot of dad's collections. So I, th- I think there there are a few things about it. One is that it's a vanity project. It it's yes. something yeah. Dan Aykroyd wanted to do. Two. Uh, the actual object itself is pretty cool, um, and uh, yeah. to a to a certain group of people. Uh-huh. And, and then, then number three, they ended up making an Indiana Jones movie around it. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, and number four is that there is a hilarious video of Dan Aykroyd talking about how it's diamond filtered, regard even though that doesn't actually make any, it doesn't mean anything. Um, but he's, yeah. we passed it through diamonds five times. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, what does that do? You, you, you made some yeah, diamonds. It makes it more expensive. Yeah. I'm seeing that video. Okay. So it's, what is the crystal skull of, of video games? Yeah. Is that, uh-huh. okay. Uh, what about, what about, uh, that, that, uh, who's that pitcher that, that, uh, made that, like started that studio. Kurt Schilling. Todd McFarlane. Kurt Schilling. Kingdom of, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. Reckoning, yeah. Kingdoms of Amalur colon Reckoning. Yes, that, uh, that is the Crystal Skull uh, of video I, I'm games. sorry to say, that game's actually pretty good, dude. Oh, I mean, this vodka might be good, Tim. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, but the question is not about the vodka. It's specifically about yeah. the vodka bottle. It's about the bottle? It's not the yeah. whole thing? No, so, it's so the bottle. The fact that it's not... The, okay, the fact that it's a... Okay. All right, so it's just the shape of the bottle. So it's more right, like a because halo. this thing sells more for the unique bottle than the actual content. Like, people buy a bottle because they keep the empty bottle around. Like, I have a class skull now, and vodka used to... Oh, there's yeah, nothing like that. that. Cool? I mean, like, anyone who buys the stupid Fallout thing with the Pip-Boy likes Fallout. Anyone who bought Halo 3 Collector's Edition for the helmet yeah. also plays Halo. I think, uh, yeah. yeah, I think every... I think the Resident Evil Chainsaw controller... Are there the the Onimusha katana controller? There's a whole lot of dumb trash. Uh, most video game like pre-order collectibles or special edition collectibles are as dumb, if not dumber, than that that vodka bottle. I got it. Mm-hmm. I got it. It's every mini console. No one plays Ooh. those. Oh, yeah, it could be that. I, I play some of those though. Along a similar line, I was thinking about things like the Phantom or the Tapwave Zodiac or something where. Someone was like, I could totally make one of these. And then, but no, but people actually. But that's want not the question. I'm looking at yeah. Crystal Head Vodka. I'm looking at the bottle. 
it really does seem quite apparent to me that yes, it is a vanity project and it was just purchased yeah. for you buy it for someone. I bet dad would get a kick out of having this in his den. And dad would, which is, I, right. I guess, I guess he that's where, does. so I'm going to say that Frank, I, it's I take a pop. tiny bit of exception to the, the statement that no one plays the mini consoles because I, I play my mini uh, Mega Drive all the time because I, I don't know. It's it's by M2. That one's good, but okay, the PlayStation one. Okay, like, no well, one plays the PlayStation you, one. you stole my uh, punchline, but yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say the PlayStation one is perfect because uh, the emulation's real bad. Uh, I'm not an emulation expert. The emulation's real bad. It uh, has a real bad game selection that's all like, hey, do you remember Resident Evil? So you can plug it in and play it for two minutes and be like, oh, this is hard. And then just never play it again. That's what the PlayStation Mini. Yeah, because these are toys. Yeah, these are these things are toys, and it works because it's like woohoo, Super Mario World, and you play it for two minutes and you feel good. You can't play any of these PlayStation games for two yeah, minutes. Yeah, exactly. And feel good. But I'm gonna play a whole right. bunch of these PC Engine games and feel real good because I don't have a massive yeah. video game collection. Uh, so I've got to take what I can get. Who? Yeah, the PlayStation Mini. That's it. That's 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 my answer. Okay. Consensus. Yeah, yeah that's I'd my answer it. too. Brandon, is that your answer? Sure, I'll agree. Okay, that means it's time to go on to the lightning round. Uh, this week's lightning round is Name Design. That's the game where I give you the name of something, and regardless of what it is in real life, you have to pitch me what video game it would be okay. based on that name alone. All of these following titles are actual names for proprietary shades of red lipstick. Okay. Nice. All right, we'll begin with Bowl of Cherries. Mm. Uh, I, I am immediately going to a Forrest Gump spinoff game. Bowl of cherries. Um, yeah, like like but I'm thinking like a like a yeah, bad exactly. Taito uh, arcade game, something kind of a kind of flicky esque. That's all I've got. Oh, like 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 a nuts and milk type single screen. Nuts oh, and milk. Yeah, mm. nuts and milk is probably the one that That's did it good. for me. Okay, nuts and milk starring Forrest Gump. Is okay, what it is. there we go. Ruby Woo. Ruby, Ruby Woo. Woo? <sighs> yeah. Ruby. Okay, so Ruby is the name of uh, a female assassin. Yeah. And you have her, to, full name, her full name is Ruby. She's, no, no, I, I think her, she's a female assassin, and you have to try to get her to marry you. Oh. Yeah, you, gotta, you have to woo Ruby. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a little on the nose, but she's all right. a female assassin uh, who is a, a. It's a spinoff of a fighting game that doesn't exist. She's a like a, one, uh, the hot girl character from a 90s fighting game and like it's, a death by degrees yeah and it is the dating game that is a spinoff like death by degrees except it's made in america and it is uh, more of like a sub-zero mortal Kombat mythologies hot mama hot mama uh cooking mama spinoff um because okay. like that franchise is blank mama there's babysitting mama there's cooking it's mama. cooking mama act zero so. <laughs> <laughs> kitten heels kitten what? heels yeah. Uh, there's no way to do that. It's not literal. Yeah, I don't like this one so, very much. Well, it could be a kitten who, who literally uh, is the healer in your RPG party. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it can be, all right. It's a game where, you know, sort of tulip-like or moon, like that kind mm -hmm. of tone mm -hmm. where you're healing people and you're a kitten. Excellent. I was thinking like a co-op style game where you individually control the heals of a kitten. I mean, no. yeah, that would be, no? would that, be no, quite strange. Is that right. game a... Uh, <laughs> Healer, healer lives twice, or healer. That, man, I can't remember what it's called, but uh, whatever. That that game, but with a cat. Dragon Girl. 
Oh, Dragon Girl, yeah. It's uh, just all the anime games coming out of Japan these days. It's, yeah. it's just that. It's just any Dragon home. Girl. It's, it's, it's another completely generic uh, game where there's a sexy 12-year-old who's also a dragon. Yeah, and it would be real bad. Mm. Maybe it's a... Uh... But she's actually 5,000 years old. So well, no, be. and also, it's also uh, developed by some people who used to work on, like, Disgaea. So uh, right. the, the battle system is actually pretty good, though, is what okay. people would tell you. Crimson and Clover. Crimson and Clover. Over and over, etc. <laughs> They're cops. Oh, yeah, <laughs> They're the, the cops. most the most volatile partnership in video game history. That's right. Yeah, right. absolutely. <laughs> okay, don't stop. Oh, don't stop. It's an endless runner. It's a, that's a Ooh. it's a Wii game. Um, yeah. And you have to. Ju- it's like Pepsi Man. It's not that small. You just gotta. Uh, <laughs> what a Wii game. Uh, you gotta Ooh. you gotta avoid things in order to. Not it's it's stop an endless runner that. designed by uh, Yuji Naka. It's a sequel to Let's Tap. Yeah. And it's for the Wii. All right. Day drink. Day drink. Yeah. Uh, um, it's a okay. Drink could be uh, like into the drink, right? Like it could be a body of water. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, day of day of yeah, the drink is yeah. what the pirates pirate history books refer to it as yeah i'm good i'm good with the pirate thing because then there's you know they drink also yeah. so it's, it's right. kind of a drink all night meeting. drink yeah. all day pirate game yeah sid meyer's day drink peppermint pop peppermint pop it's another nuts and milk it's a sequel like. to cool spot yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool spot cool the, yeah. a sequel to cool spot developed by the makers of nuts and milk yeah there we go <laughs> zip. zip zip uh it's like zoop yeah <laughs> the sequel to zip and it has Have two you ever eyes. played Zoop? I yeah. think Zip would be the prequel to Zoop. You play Zip, then you play Zoop. All right. Brandon, did you know that Zach Gage unironically likes Zoop? I did not know that. A little fun fact for anybody it's listening. It's one of those games that came out on any on everything, and nobody played it except Zach Gage. Do you think Zach Gage has ever said, you make me want a Zoop? <laughs> no. Oh. Zoop is like, uh, it's like, it's like, what if Tetris Attack had a nervous breakdown? Like, what if you can't pronounce soup? All right. Yeah. This That's final it. game, and you shot yourself in the foot a little bit by already doing a pirate game, is called 99 Pirate. 99 Pirate? Um, it's a, it's a, it's a, one of those hacking games where you have to try to pirate as, as much video game software as possible. It's yeah, like a, I was, I was going that way, way too. Like, it's like Hypnospace Outlaw, but you, but with, for Napster. Right. Right. Like, there you go. Yeah. That's cool. Mm. I'd play it. Okay. Yeah, I'd um, check it out. Sure. You know, I'm going to give Brandon the win again. Oh, nice. Congratulations, wow, really? Brandon. You're on a Thanks. two-game streak. That's weird. I did it some. It is weird, but, uh, yeah. you know, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Do we have any plugs or recommendations for our listeners before we bid them farewell for the week? Uh, I recommend don't watch the Dan Aykroyd movie, Nothing But Trouble, unless you want to have a really good time. Uh, <laughs> I'm with you. I love that movie. That movie is and, so uh, bizarre. I love that movie. I thought uh, I that, dreamed that is... it for a while. That is that is the crystal head vodka of of movies. Movies, um, <laughs> quite I, literally. I, I purchased the DVD of that movie at Big Lots. I'm very proud to say. <laughs> oh that. Oh my god, nothing but NBT, dude. <laughs> Frank, is there a director's commentary on that? Uh, I don't think there is. No, I think uh, it's dang. just incredibly bare bones. It's just if the movie. So, if there is director's commentary, is it in any way intelligible? Uh, <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I also he recommend... just talks about his vodka for the whole. Time. <laughs> I also want to recommend you watch uh, the uh, the wonderful 1979 film The Magnificent Butcher, starring Sammo Hong. It is, uh, w- I believe, it is the first Yuan Wu Ping directed film in his ongoing saga about Wong Fei Hong. He has made yeah something like 20 films that have Wong Fei Hong featured in them some somehow. Heck bunch. Uh, 
Some of them even secretly become about Wong Fei Hong. I would recommend it's the best. It, they were doing cinematic uh, universe way before uh, it was something anybody ever thought about in Hollywood. Uh, What's that one? True Legend was a recent one he did that uh, turns out that it's actually uh, related to Wong Fei Hong very integrally. I would recommend The Magnificent Butcher because you mentioned Sammo Hong mm-hmm. and it just made me want to watch The Magnificent Butcher again, one of his early films where he's young, uh, but still you get you get a real good mixture of his uh, his stockiness and his agility. And it's quite striking to behold and magnificent. And that's what I would say. It'll change. It'll shift your paradigm a little bit on the agility of stocky individuals. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I had another uh, kind of uh, lifestyle recommendation up until yesterday, but I forgot it. So instead, I'm going to recommend that you watch the movie Royal Warriors, which I might have already recommended. Um, But go if you if you watched one martial arts movie and would like to see another that stars a a very young Michelle Yeoh in like her second role doing awesome martial artsy things highly recommend yeah michelle yo is in a whole bunch of those old movies and uh she's real good yeah so i saw some like bad tweet on twitter i don't want to get into bad tweets forget it who cares (laughs) i don't want to get into the bad tweet save it for the bonus episode who when the show's over i can uh i can save my bad tweet that i saw all right Uh, frank you got anything yeah so first of all if you uh live in california air purifier air purifier is a good thing to have yeah Um, you need one we uh we got a new one yesterday. Oh, um, what'd you get? I'm I'm shopping for one literally. I, right I now. don't know. I don't know. Amanda bought it, so I didn't really look at the brand. Um, but I'll oh, I'll, I'll let you know after. But uh, it has a sensor to know if you need uh purification, so you could leave it on auto. Um, and last night it was off because the air was clean, and then my wife Amanda um sort of bent over near it, so her butt was above it, and it immediately went off, which I'm. Pretty that's hilarious <laughs> um that's a good joke my, it, was, it was a pretty good moment my other recommendation is uh i never talk about my charity on this show uh and we just did a big uh rebranding that i think uh would be worth checking out so we're at gamehistory.org we're a charity that is attempting to solve a problem that i've noticed in the world which is that there's maybe like four good video game history books and like 3 million good film and movie history books. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So uh, we're attempting to actually create an archive so that people can get to work and give me better stuff to read. Um, right. So check us out, gamehistory.org. Buy a t-shirt. We just got t-shirts. Good and t-shirts. if you do that, we'll get a good like $3 out of it. And uh, we'll put that to good use. Yeah. Um, I've got some recommendations of my own this week. Oh, yeah? Strap in for them. I recommend that you, our listeners, go over to iTunes or Stitcher or any platform where you can rate and review podcasts and leave a nice one for us. Give us those five stars, maybe some glowing comments. Uh, It's a great way to increase the visibility of the show. You could just tell some friends about it when they ask for podcast recommendations or when the subject of video games comes up, as it is wont to do. Uh, You could go to patreon.com slash insert credit, where you can subscribe at any level to submit your own questions, get episodes one day early, and even exclusive access to a growing repository of bonus content. You can discuss these very episodes at forums.insertcredit.com. You can follow us on Twitter. The show is at Insert Credit. I'm at Alex Jaffe. Frank is at Frank Cifaldi. Tim is at 108. And Brandon is at Necrosofty. This show's editor is Esper Quinn with music by Kurt Feldman. Once more, I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Cifaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. And your game has now been saved.
I'm going to start a charity called the Video Game Big Boy Foundation. That's just about uh, chicken nuggets and pizza rolls and video games for baby. Uh, you, you know, you really you have to actually like fill out a form and and, and explain. I'll do it. Uh, oh, I'll do uh, it. How you're benefiting the world? So. It'll it'll be my life. 